I'm Katie J. And I'm Katie H. Welcome to the Katie's. Welcome indeed. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. We are so happy to be in your ears once again. Mm, Thanks for letting us back. (laughs) What an honor. We actually were just looking over some of our um, analytics for the show this last week, and we are just so excited at how many of you are listening. And we wanted to give you guys an update that we are now in over half the United States and we are in 12 countries, Yeah, which is just so cool. So So wild. Hello to you in, you know, Malaysia (laughs) and the the crazy places that we would never have imagined you would be listening. So we are honored. And we also wanted to give a special (laughs) shout out, a significant percentage, significant in the sense of, you know, a good number of you yeah. regularly listening are in New York and and we don't we don't know, know anyone in New York. <laughs> We're so just kind of blown away that you're listening and and you know we can tell that you're tuning in pretty regularly. We just wanted to say hello and yeah. we we love you guys. We never met you. We don't know you. God bless you. But you know Maybe shoot us an email or yeah, slide into the DMs <laughs> or shoot us an email. We want to know who We're you are. We're just kind of tripped out. We don't even know who you are. And yeah. we just could not be happier to have you as part of this thing that we're doing. So I love it. So hello. It's so fun. I look at the analytics after like every episode just to see where we're at. And I always see our little New York listener. Mm-hmm. And we number. can see what city and we know you're in yeah. New York, New York. And so <laughs> we know where we, you live. We, <laughs> Yeah, we can see your street address. Just kidding. No, we cannot. We're looking in your window right now. Right. But seriously, though, we we for sure don't. Yeah, yes. We for sure don't know you. And we love you. So just a shout out. Hello. Thanks for listening. Hey, guys. Yeah. (laughs) Um, We want to dive into today's episode. And as no surprise, we're continuing our Fruits of the Spirit series. Mm-hmm. Um, and today we're going to be talking about joy, which I am really excited to talk about. It's something that I think we've made way too simple and way too complicated all at the same time. Mm-hmm. And really, we're just taking it back to the biblical roots like we love to do always. So yeah. We want to kind of dive into this right off the bat by asking the simple question, what is joy? The Greek word that was used for joy in Galatians 5, which is what we're working from, is kara, spelled C-H-A-R-A. And it translates to like a quiet gladness, which mm. I love that definition. I do too. Because it it paints this picture of like something deep seated in your being that is quietly there, but it wells out a Mm -hmm. reaction it wells out a perspective it almost feels like an oxymoron like quiet gladness you know gladness isn't something that I think of as being quiet but yeah I like what you're saying about it being kind of this undercurrent that it doesn't you know it isn't loud in the sense that it's just confidently there under the surface but it's just it's such a beautiful picture yeah absolutely I something I was doing a decent amount of research for this episode, and I want to link a bunch of resources for you guys because I found some really excellent ones. Mm -hmm. Um, And it looks like we're pulling from the same website that we pulled from for the love episode. And so that's super exciting that we're finding a consistently good resource for you guys. Yeah, we're going to shout it out. We're going to include it in the show notes, but it's called Precepts Austin, and they do these really beautiful in-depth word studies that have been really helpful. And we're not, you know, 
giving you exactly what's in these things, but they're just a great framework to go off of for like a big picture understanding of these different words in the Greek. Yeah, absolutely. Before I even get into anything quoted in that article or Mm -hmm. anything, I, in my research for this, I feel like my perspective on joy has shifted in a really like healthy and cool way. Love that. Um, I can't wait. I have throughout my life been told like you're just so joyful and all of this stuff which I love and I appreciate and I'm mm-hmm. glad that that's something I reflect but throughout this I've been realizing like no this is something that everybody else has it's not something that some this person has the joy and this person doesn't have it or you know mm-hmm. this is a gift this one person has and the other person doesn't operate in it as much it's something that we all as believers have and it's unconditionally yeah yeah and so One thing I was just thinking about is joy is the lens with which we view the world. It is opinion and perspective forming. It does not rely on circumstances, but is the bedrock in our hearts that all emotions are constructed on top of. It's the light by which we see and it's the guide we follow into unknown territory. That Mm -hmm. was kind of like the statement I came up with after everything that I had read and It's because this is something that is in our hearts and it's indwelling as believers, as people walking in the spirit. And so we get to operate out of the starting point of joy. Mm -hmm. And it's just so cool that the Lord cares about the way that we see the world. And he has given us something that rests in our hearts that's going to inform the way that we view the world. Yeah. This first quote from that article I had read that I felt was really beneficial. It says, joy is the deep down sense of well-being that abides in the heart of the person who knows all is well between himself and the Lord. Hmm. It's that happiness. It's the sense. It's hard to describe joy without using the word happiness. We'll get into that a little bit later, but it's the reaction to a right relationship with the Lord. And that is just, it's an affirming feeling, but also it's just an affirming reality for the believer. Another thing it says is joy is the serene happiness, which is the result of conscious union with God and good men of conscious possession of eternal life and which raises us above pain and sorrow and remorse. Hmm. It's understanding what Jesus did for us on the cross. You know, Mm -hmm. it's that understanding and then walking into every situation with that framework, knowing that, you know, no matter what this is, Christ died for me and I have salvation through him. And for that, I'm joyful. And because of that, I get to be joyful in all circumstances, because regardless of what's going on, the death and resurrection of Jesus is still applicable. Mm -hmm. And so that is the foundation for everything. But where, where does joy come from? Joy is rooted in the person of Jesus Christ And it is realized through the ministry of the Holy Spirit. So that quote there, I was listening to a podcast by this pastor, which I'll also link in the show notes. It's really cool. He has a bunch of like 10 minute episodes on a bunch of different things, but Mm -hmm. he has an episode titled Joy Versus Happiness. And this quote really stuck out to me because it was such a great picture of exactly what, what I've been talking about thus far, but joy I'll just read it again because I feel like it's worth reading again. Joy is rooted in the person of Jesus Christ, and it is realized through the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Hmm. So that joy is rooted in the act, Mm 
of Jesus's sacrifice on the cross. And then it is realized through walking in the Holy Spirit, which takes us back to our original episode that kicked off this series of what does it look like to walk in the Spirit? And joy is one of those fruits. Yeah. And it is because of Jesus's sacrifice on the cross when we see everything through that lens. Yeah. I like this a lot. And it makes me think of some people might be critical of joy, <laughs> not necessarily like as a thing, but yeah. when you think of joyful Christians or joyful people, it might be easy to think of like a shallow, like everything's great, yeah. like kind of, kind of weak. Bad things don't happen. <laughs> yeah. Almost ignorant, yeah. maybe, you know, innocent or naive or foolish kind of joy. Uh, I think a more cynical person might look at joy and, yeah. <laughs> you know, a false joy and think of it as being ignorant or foolish, which honestly it can be. But what this yeah. is saying is that joy that is of the Lord, true joy, is rooted in something eternally valuable and eternally trustworthy, right? It's rooted in the sacrifice of Jesus, exactly like you're saying. And so it's not just this, oh, my head is in the clouds and I can't, you know, be part of reality, but it's this deep gratitude and yeah. and love for the person of Jesus that is then like inspired and empowered and settled into the fiber of our being through the work of the Holy Spirit in us. Yeah. I just, you know, I don't know that either of us are necessarily the critical cynical type yeah. <laughs> in this way, but I can see that being something. Yeah. And I've heard that critique of, you know, your head's just in the clouds or whatever those kind of things are about people yeah. who are blissfully ignorant is yeah. another word for it. Right. But this, that is not what we're talking about. No. Joy is, I feel deeply realistic mm -hmm. um, because it is seeing everything through the lens of Christ's death and resurrection. Mm -hmm. And that's the most real the ultimate reality and, yeah. you know, beautiful thing that's ever happened. And so I think that being joyful doesn't mean you've got like rainbows and sparkles all the time. Like that's not reality. Right. Being joyful is being able to look at some pretty bleak situations and saying, you know what, but I know what is real. Mm -hmm. And I know what is true, and that is Jesus' sacrifice and his love for his children. Yeah. And being able to move forward in that situation with that as the foundation and the bedrock. I'm going to keep saying throughout this episode, like, that foundation, because as I stressed in the beginning, joy is the foundation on which everything else is built. Mm -hmm. It's the perspective maker. Yeah. And so, but one thing I want to talk about is I... I was kind of thinking about this. I feel like joy is may not even necessarily be a perspective we take on and more so a reality for those who love God. And I know we we did kind of just say that, but it's not just like, all right, I'm going to put on my rose colored glasses yeah. now. Yeah. It's like the reality for the people who yeah. who live and dwell with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. This is this is just life. Like joy is life and right. life is joy. It's not, you can't separate the two. Once you're walking in the spirit, it's one thing. And so the thought of like being able to like clap on, clap off this like perspective of joy, I feel like puts an undue burden on believers to, all right, well, I've got to like figure out how to be like super joyful in this moment. And it's like, no, if mm -hmm. you are operating in the spirit and operating out of an overflow of a right relationship with the Lord, mm -hmm. you're going to have that joy. Yeah. That's going to be present already. And so well, that was something. Yeah. I, I, I just to add to what you're saying, I think a good litmus test 
if you're not joyful, if you, you know, are finding yourself being critical or cynical or frustrated or bitter or whatever it is, maybe as a believer to consider, have I lately been considering and living out of the reality of what I say I believe, right? Is Jesus who he says he is? You know, it's easy to get distracted. This is what happens when we're not in the word. This is what happens when we're not worshipful, when we're not in community, right? Is it's easy to get distracted. And it's a good reminder to remind yourself once again of (laughs) the sacrifice of Jesus and of the reality of his kingdom on earth and his, you know, the increase of his government never ending and the reality of who he is and what he says and not just it being a bunch of platitudes or, yeah you know, shallow, meaningless phrases that we just say over and over to make ourselves feel better. But like, no, Jesus was was who he said he was. This is what he did. This is what it means for me. This is what it means for the world. And like the the battle going on for eternity that he has won. You yeah. know, that is, it, it's pretty impossible to be critical or defeated or hopeless ultimately when that's the reality that we're living out of. Yeah, absolutely. I, I have a couple verses here that I wanted to read, but one is uh, Psalm 1611. And it's a part of a longer verse, but just the part I want to focus on. It says, in your presence, there is fullness of joy. Mm -hmm. When we are walking with the presence of the Lord, which is what the Holy Spirit is, we have his presence with us. He is present with us. There is fullness of joy. We're lacking nothing. Mm-hmm. We, you know, get to step out in the giftings that God has given us. We are getting to operate out of the truth of his sacrifice. And our joy is brought to fullness when communing with him. Mm-hmm. And that there's such a sweetness in that. Like we are lacking no good thing with Christ and joy is included in that. Like mm-hmm. our joy is made full and that's attainable. That's not like some lofty, like, well, when I get to heaven and I'm in the presence of the Lord, like my joy is going to be full. That's something we get to experience here. And uh, that's, I feel what we're wanting to stress with this whole series. Like this is not something that we one day get to attain, you know, when we are made made whole in heaven. This is something here and now as the kingdom is here and now we get to experience yeah. God's Holy Spirit. Yes. And it's it's both a challenge and an encouragement of, hey, expect more. <laughs> yeah. Ask for more. Seek more. Um, that there is more offered to us than what most of us are living in, but also an encouragement of it's his work in yeah. us that yes, seek and ask and knock, but but he is offering it freely. There's no, there's no conditions. Yeah. He wants to pr- bring about and produce these fruit in the lives of believers. Absolutely. Another thing I found interesting as looking at scripture that discussed joy was that we see multiple times God saying that we, he rejoices over us. He rejoices with us. Like that mm. is not, it's not something that we are in alone, like this joy. He is joyful. Yeah, he is joy. Like he is that Mm -hmm. foundation. And so he is rejoicing over us. He looks at us. He's well pleased with us. He, you know, in creation said it was very good. And he experiences joy when he is in communion with us because we serve a relational God. Mm -hmm. This isn't a one-sided, you know, we're worshiping some 
piece of metal like that yeah. they did in <laughs> ancient times or whatever. This is, you know, we have a deeply relational God who reciprocates these feelings of joy mm-hmm. and rejoicing and how sweet it is to serve a God that's so personal. Yeah. I mean, the, the word says that Jesus was willing to endure the cross for the joy that was set before him. That yeah. He was willing to endure for the joy of communion with us, of victory, of communion with his father. Like he was, yeah. he was willing to be obedient to that end. And that's so cool that like Jesus himself was motivated by joy. Yeah. He understands. <laughs> Absolutely. And the joy of like a right and rectified relationship with his children. Mm-hmm. And that is like we've been saying, the truth that we now get to walk in. Mm-hmm. Um, John 15, 10 through 11 says, if you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love just as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be made full. And this is what we've been saying. It's the abiding in the Lord is being in his presence that brings about that joy that fulfills it, that perfects it and allows us to go forth because we've been doing the same things that Jesus did here on earth. You know, we think about the perfection that he walked in, like we get to, and then the product of that being his joy, like you're saying Mm -hmm. in even death on a cross, you know, we get to participate in even just a portion of that. And that is amazing that we have the same inheritance that Jesus had, which is, you know, a right relationship with his father and then the joy that came from that. And we get to have that same thing where we get to seek out the father and then have a right relationship with him and the joy that that produces. It's amazing that, you know, that's, I mean, that is the goodness of the sacrifice of Jesus is that he came and he became just like us, obviously fully God too, but just Mm -hmm. like us. And we now get to relate to the savior of the world. Like that's, that's crazy. And that's a tangent we could maybe go on Mm -hmm. some other time, but you know, God's gift to us is not so different from what Jesus was experiencing here on earth. And I think that's beautiful. We want to touch on too, but what is joy not? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Because like we've kind of talked about already, there's a lot of like these cliches or views of joy that are just unhelpful and don't produce anything. So I wanted to just live, laugh, love. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Not that is not what we're promoting. (laughs) I hope you're never living, laughing or loving (laughs) ever again. Yeah. Just if you find yourself laughing, know that the Katie's disapprove. Because our episodes are literally full of our obnoxious laughing over each other. Honestly, if you've ever listened in double speed, I'm so sorry. I listen to to it every time in double speed while I'm editing and I'm like, oh my word. We're like cackling. Yeah. It's like coyotes. We just are who we are. (laughs) Yeah. My bad. But joy is not based on circumstances. And this is what makes it so amazing. That we, it is regardless of our situation, regardless of external stimulus, we are not relying on those things for joy. Happiness simply happens to us depending on what is momentarily in front of us. I like that. Happiness happens to us. Yes. 
yeah, exactly. Happiness happens to us, but joy is something within us. It's steadfast and reliable. It's a worldview and a framework, not an emotion. It's not secondary. It's primary. Yeah. I feel like that is the TLDR. Like yeah. that's the underlined, highlighted, bolded. This is what to take away from this episode is that the joy that is a fruit of the spirit is not, it is the foundation of our emotions, but it is not primarily emotional. It's it's the framework that yeah. we operate out of. And it's a gift yeah. that God gives us. Absolutely. Also, joy is not a gift that some people have that others do not. Mm-hmm. And we kind of talked about this a little bit earlier. But if you're saved, you have the joy of the Lord. And you should be demonstrating that by how you react to situations. Mm-hmm. If you find yourself claiming that I'm just not a joyful person, I would really challenge you to ask why. Because this yeah. is something that we should be operating out of as believers. And I don't feel bad, you know, calling this out and saying, you need to be asking yourself why. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I would also say that the words that we say have power. And if you're walking around claiming these things about your identity that are not true and are not biblical as a believer, it's time to recognize those things and put them aside and seek the Lord for, you know, restoration in these areas. But, you know, it's just like saying, oh, I'm just an anxious person. Oh, I'm just an angry person. Yeah. Oh, I'm just cynical. An too. (laughs) Yeah. I'm such a three. I don't even know what to tell you. Um, We did just give you our Enneagram numbers, by the way. Yes. So judge us if you must. But the the reality is if you're claiming to either be or to not be something that God is contrary to the word of God in any way, I would challenge you to, first of all, repent of those things, but also replace them with scripture and with truth. And when you're tempted to say like those things about yourself to yourself or to other people, uh, replace it with the truth of God's word. And instead of saying, I'm just not a joyful person, maybe say in your presence, Lord, there is fullness of joy. Yeah. That you promise that your joy is a fruit of your spirit and that, you know, you have come that we may have life and have it abundant. And I, I'm not going to live in a scarcity, cynical mindset. I'm going to yeah. choose to receive your joy today. Help me. You know, Absolutely. like whatever that looks like for you. Um, Absolutely. And I do think that there are, there are like personalities that some things come naturally yeah. to as, you know. In positive ways and in negative ways, right? Or more that demonstrative of these things. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And I relate to what you're saying as a child, especially, but um, all throughout my life, people have said like, oh, you're just so joyful. But, you know, I, my personality from the time I was a baby is just that I'm quick to smile. Yeah. And so that doesn't even necessarily mean that I'm joyful sometimes. That's yeah. just part of my personality. But that doesn't mean that the joy that God promises is any easier to come to me than it is to you. Yeah. You know, it's just... It's just personality and, you know, those things can all be submitted to the Lord. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I want to say that this doesn't mean that there's not a place for like sorrow and oh, yeah. <laughs> um, days that you're not happy. This isn't saying like you need to be positive all the time, constantly, always, but you have no, to That's exhausting and it's not real. <laughs> it's exhausting. It's not sustainable. It's not what God asks of us no and his word says there's a time for everything there's a time for mourning there's a time for weeping there's a time for dancing all this stuff but in all of those things there is joy yes absolutely in all of those things there's the the acknowledgement of reality and like we've been saying like joy is reality Mm -hmm. that that is true and so it regardless of these situations right and regardless of your emotions that you're allowed to feel Mm -hmm. um 
you have to be able to come back to the undercurrent and the reality, which is Jesus saves. I am a child of God and the Lord's going to provide. Yeah. And it's both and it's, it's not, we're not living in this world of tension between opposites, right? Like there is an opportunity even in sorrow for joy yeah. in all things. And that's not, doesn't mean that it doesn't hurt and it doesn't suck, mm-hmm. right? It does. And Jesus understands sorrow. Jesus understands loneliness. Jesus understands yeah. all these things. But he also understood the reality of his father. He understood the reality of his situation and he loved us. One last verse I wanted to read for this episode is Habakkuk 3, 17 through 18. And it says, Though the fig tree should not blossom, nor fruit be on the vines, the produce of the olive fail, and the fields yield no food. The flock be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. Mm -hmm. I will take joy in the God of my salvation. Yeah. That this, this is it, you know, that we could be in financial ruin because that's what this is saying you're not producing crops you're not you don't have your livestock you don't have these things that's financial ruin that is physical instability that mm-hmm. is you know lack of security all those yeah, things absolutely but god is still good and so this last kind of point we want to talk about is joy is not naive it's not denying or ignoring injustices and sorrows it is understanding that in spite of these things there is still joy in the lord because he is still good and the death and the resurrection still apply yeah amen and even though this verse is from the old testament it's he's talking about um how God is still the God of his salvation, regardless of all these external circumstances, God was still going to save him. Mm -hmm. God was still going to be good. God was still going to send the Messiah. And that was unchanging. Yeah. You know, I would encourage you to, if you haven't, or if you're not in a community where you've heard this often, any like one who's followed the Lord for a long time, any person who's, chosen to follow him through many seasons of their life will tell you this exact truth that in the hard things, in the impossible things, the things that you look at and say, I don't know if I could survive that, that even in those things, there is joy at the other end, but also joy and peace, hint, hint, we're going to get at (laughs) in the midst of those things that not, not because it makes any sense, but because it's his promise and he's good. And you know, there've been countless times in my life that I've experienced this personally, that I've experienced God give joy and, um, love and comfort and this unshakable foundation in the midst of things that seem impossibly hard to overcome. And like my family, my husband and I, we've gone through something recently that was really sorrowful, really hard. And I can't even (laughs) explain how it feels almost strange at times to be in the midst of those hard things and to still have joy and be able to laugh and be able to smile and be able to worship. Like, and that's, that's not because like, oh, we're so great and we have so much faith. That's because that's a gift of God to us to be with us, to be present with us. It's the promise of his spirit in the midst of all of these things. It's the promise that he is victorious, even in the things in this life that make no sense at all (laughs) and just hurt. And, you know, I, would encourage you to either share that testimony of yours with other people 
as an encouragement to them that are maybe mm-hmm. younger believers or haven't gone through hard things yet. Cause if you haven't, you will. Yeah. <laughs> or to seek out and talk to people who are either older than you or have followed the Lord longer than you. And I guarantee that they all have stories of God's goodness in the midst of hard things and the yeah. joy that, you know, doesn't fade. Absolutely. So just a, a few action points going from this. Um, we always want to give practical action. Mm-hmm. And that is, let's go backtrack a little bit in what we talked about. If you feel like this isn't you, like this is for everybody else but you, yeah. um, it's not. And let's figure out why. Why do you feel that way? Why do you feel like the joy of the Lord is not for you or mm-hmm. you can't walk in it or that's just not you? Yeah. Um, and is what you're thinking joy is a definition the world has given you or not the right. definition that God has given you? Like, are your expectations of it happiness? Are your expectations of it euphoria? Like, yeah. those things aren't going to, aren't what God promises. Absolutely. So let's figure that out and let's remedy it. Let's make it better. And then also just... If you're in the midst of something that feels really bleak, (laughs) take hold of the joy that the Lord has given you as a believer. Recognize the joy that we have in Christ's sacrifice. And this isn't me telling you, like, just be happy. Like, take on the truth of Christ and of God and move forward in that holy joy, Mm -hmm. knowing that he is still good. He's going to use all things to his glory and there is peace and joy on the other side and in the midst. Yeah. So that's kind of what we want to leave with you today, but we love you all dearly. We want to know um, (laughs) what's going on in your life. If you are listening to this and you're like, I, I need some help. I'm going through something impossible and I do not feel the joy of the Lord. That's honest and that's okay. I mean, honestly, something that's been so comforting to me and the thing that my husband and I are walking through right now is reading Psalms and reading, you know, different parts of the word of God that are honest about emotion and human experience and say, like, have you abandoned me? Have you left me forever? Like, are you not going to listen to me? Are you going to ignore me? Like, why do you let these things happen to me? All those things. And yet you are good to me and you are kind and I've seen your provision and I know I'll see your goodness in the land of the living. And, you know, affirming those things where God, God is not afraid of your emotions. He makes space for them. He only asks that you turn to him in the midst of them. He can handle them. You can, you can punch as hard as you want. And he's going to say, okay. Yeah. (laughs) Like you're not going to hurt him. Yeah, absolutely. Um, He can more than handle it. In fact, in fact, the most hurtful thing, most damaging thing you could do in your relationship with the Lord is to hide and to turn away and yeah. to cover up and, and be, you know, pretending that everything's fine when it's not, you're going to be bitter. Um, you'll be shocked how he can meet you when you're honest. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, reach out to us yes. if you want a little bit of extra prayer or help. An ear to listen, yeah. somebody that's neutral and not involved in your situation, absolutely. whatever that is. Sometimes that's helpful too. Yeah. We want to be that for you if you want us to be that for you. Yeah. Um, so reach out through Instagram at the Katie's podcast or through email at the Katie's podcast at gmail.com. Um, we respond. We love to read your emails. Highlight of our lives. It's the best. Every time we see one, we both get the notifications. We're always like, oh, did like you see Texting each other. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> um, but we do, we want to 
be a community with you guys. So reach out if you need anything or if you just want to say hi or if you just want to see my silly face sitting in the car updating you on whatever we're doing. True. Uh, head over to our Instagram. But we love you all. We hope your day is wonderful and your week is blessed. And we can't wait to talk to you again. Yeah. Bye. We'll talk to you soon.